0: Hello, first-time listeners to the InLiminality podcast. Uh, I'm here. My name's Tyler McAdams, uh, along with my co-host. Patrick Cabler. And um, we're just kind of here to uh, talk about really all things paranormal. Uh, We plan on... uh, Well, before we get to what we plan on, let's... uh, take a minute to introduce ourselves um Patrick if you want to go ahead all right
1: um well myself I I'm Patrick of course um I am a paranormal investigator um I have my own team well co-partner or yeah um I've been Doing paranormal investigations for the past five years. Um, I've always had uh, personal experiences growing up and stuff like that. And I've always been a huge fan of uh, cryptology, um, you know, Mothman, Bigfoot, <clears throat> all that good stuff. Um, I think that's about it for me.
0: Okay. Um, and a little bit about myself, uh, my name's Tyler. Um, as far as background goes, um, never been part of a paranormal investigation team like Patrick here, although it is something, um, I've wanted to do, I've been interested in, I've talked to, me and Pat have talked about it, um, here and there. Um, uh, I am interested in paranormal stuff. I consider myself more of a skeptic um but we'll get into that here in a here in a little bit uh, as far as like actual background um just some stuff that kind of led me here um my i got a bachelor's degree in journalism um i don't write for any papers i'm not a journalist i'm not even anywhere close to one now uh but uh you know, i was telling pat before we did the show um I'm excited about this mainly to get back into doing research to get back into uh you know digging down into stuff and making connections and stuff. I'm pretty excited about having a reason to do that now um because I do find this kind of stuff interesting um, now kind of moving on to specific personal beliefs um I'll let Pat talk about his in a minute uh when it comes to the nature of this podcast like i guess what we actually believe in um i consider myself more of an agnostic when it comes to pretty much everything uh you know i don't know whether it's i feel like there's something more uh to everything um whether that something more is you know like a like an afterlife um you know like whether i believe in you know the christian god or anything like that i'm not sold on that um you know i feel like uh there's higher beings of intelligence but i'm not really sold on what those are and i'm definitely not sold on them being benevolent um at least not all of them i'm sure there's some you know because i also believe in balance um i feel like you know if there's cosmic evil beings there's got to be some cosmic good you know um, not all H.P. Lovecraft. Um I think there has to be a balance for, in order for things to work. Uh, but like I mentioned a few minutes ago, I am very much a skeptic uh, when it comes to a lot of stuff. Uh, that being said, you know, if somebody comes to me and says and give, tells me something that they've experienced, I'm never going to discount that because you know, if you if something happened to you and you, you know, it is change your way of thinking or it has influenced you in a profound way. I should say something like paranormal has happened to you, whether it's witnessing um a ghost, whether it's, you know, seeing a UFO, um, having an encounter with a cryptid, um, you know, just anything like that. I'm never gonna discount somebody's personal personal account because I wasn't there. I'm not there to say whether it's true or not. And, uh, later on in the podcast, Pat and I are actually going to get into some of our own paranormal experiences. Um, and yeah, and that's why I'm more of a skeptic because I have experienced stuff I can't explain, uh, whether that stuff is because something paranormal was happening or whether it's just, you know, I don't know, electromagnetic fields in my house were weird for a time. You know, I don't know. I don't know exactly. Uh, but there's definitely stuff that's happening to me that I can't explain. And I'm perfectly fine with hearing um, accounts from other people's stuff they can't explain. I love actually hearing that kind of stuff. Uh, but, yeah, I'll let Pat get into exactly kind of where his beliefs lie when it comes to this sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, so, I mean... I completely agree with, uh, what Tyler said. Um, there's always supposed to be a balance to the world, you know, the good and evil, um, you know, whether if you believe in, uh, Nordic Christianity, um, Wiccan, uh, Buddhist, I mean, in every religion, there is some type of heaven and hell. Um, Do I know all of them? Of course I don't. Um, So, for me, personally, um, I would say I'm probably more agnostic myself, Um, which, like I said, I'm a paranormal investigator, so um, like I believe in demons and angels and all that. That doesn't to me, that doesn't necessarily mean that there's a heaven and hell. Um, or it could just be spirits that are, you know, really good or really bad. Um, like, I've had personal experiences where um, a spirit told me to get out of the house, like, slamming doors and stuff like that. Um, but that's just, you know, with a personal experience. um. So, with like personal beliefs, i am i believe in just about everything um, I hate to say that, but <laughs> <laughs> um like you know, as a paranormal investigator, I've investigated um uh, hauntings um weird sightings uh, like mine shafts and stuff like that, so I mean. It, it doesn't always tie down to one location or anything like that. Um, but being based here, here in Kentucky, um, there's a lot of wild stories that come from here, so which kind of led me into this field. Um, do I believe in uh, aliens? Of course, I mean, the way I look at it we are a speck of sand in the universe so why can't there be something bigger than just us and if you just think it's just us that's just ignorant I'm I'm not going to lie to you and for there to only be us that would be very strange in my opinion So just to touch on why I don't believe in that, Um, like I said, I've always been into cryptology, Uh, you know, Mothman, Um, you know, just all these sightings and firsthand accounts and stuff like that. So, I mean, who are you to say that this didn't happen or, you know, what happened to these people? I mean, just like what Tyler was saying, like, if you have a story and who, who are we to say it didn't happen to you? Uh, I don't know. Like for me, it's just, it's a great way to understand what's around.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Really, I, really, I wouldn't even say understand because there is no way you'll be able to fully understand, um, what's happening to you and around you. Mm-hmm uh without some kind of superpowers to be honest with you uh <laughs> um i mean i mean that's kind of why we're here i mean you know do our do uh diligence research and you know maybe teach our listeners something new
0: yeah, and I don't Man. I don't know if it's so much sure. the teaching aspect as more of, you know, just getting people um, uh, scratching that curiosity itch, uh, because I like that you brought up that, you know, like, we'll never understand, um, and I think a lot of it is that I don't want to say that we're not meant to, um, because, yeah, I don't know whether we're meant to or not, um, but uh, I've been... Uh, listening to um, another podcast which is what fired this kind of the driving force behind this even though Pat and I talked about it before um, called Astonishing Legends which is they got a pretty good following Um, if you're listening to this you've probably heard of them if not you definitely should go check them out Um, it's totally great Uh, but that led me into they have like a five-part series on the mothman and you know pat and i are located about an hour and a half um from point pleasant um and we actually plan on maybe taking a trip there in july uh but we'll keep everybody posted on that whether what ends up happening there um but going back to you know understanding stuff uh, in the movie, The Mothman Prophecies, there's a quote that um really kind of puts things into perspective for you, you know. Um the main character, John Klein, uh played by Richard Greer, is talking to uh the professor in in the movie, um, who's kind of meant to take on the John Keel role. Um, John Keel the being the man who wrote the Mothman prophecies in the first place. Uh, but at one point he tells him like you know uh have you ever tried explaining yourself to a cockroach and and that kind of puts you in perspective that if this stuff is real if these you know especially talking about a aliens and other intelligences um and all that stuff if this stuff is real that kind of goes to illustrate the difference between us and them you know we're not it may not be that we're not meant to understand. It may just be that we can understand. It may be that, you know, there's just a difference. There's just a fundamental difference in um, the way we understand things as compared to how they understand things. And uh, I also want yeah. to touch on something Pat said. Uh, going back to people's stories, people's experiences, um, you know, you read – if you're listening to this, I'm sure you've delved deep into a Reddit thread. Um <laughs> like one of the ask Red, it's like what's the creepiest thing that's ever had I get on a kick where I look through those like three or four nights in a week. Um you know, and you can say, Well, you know, this one I doubt that have whatever. You know, Reddit is also a place where a lot of people go to practice creative writing. Um But the thing is, there's a lot of stories out there uh There's a lot of abduction stories. there's a lot of people experiencing ghosts. There's a lot of people seeing Bigfoot. There's a lot of all these things and you know you might be able to discount ninety nine percent of them But the fact of the matter is and this is something um they say on astonishing legends a lot, and it's what got me thinking um of adopting this mindset, even though it didn't take me a great leap to get there. You know even if you can discount ninety nine out of a hundred stories, if that one one if just one is true uh that's all that really matters, you know because that <laughs> I mean that pretty well proves it you know this isn't this isn't a science experiment where you know you gotta get so many things to go right so many times for it to be considered fact no, I mean if one person has actually experienced a legit alien uh they're out there. You know, um if one person has actually experienced a legit ghost out there, and uh yeah. and I think taking that mindset, I think you know you can be a skeptic, um like I said, I consider myself a skeptic, but I'm more open minded I feel like um I feel like I'm a cross between uh Fox Mulder and Scully on X Files. <laughs> like I wanna believe. Um, but also uh, you know, I'm gonna if I'm gonna believe in something, I wanna make sure that I'm believing in the right thing, if that makes sense. Um yeah, I think Pat and I are really both excited to uh, get this off the ground, get this started, see where it goes. Uh you know, maybe we'll have some men in black coming to our houses uh sometime telling us to stop. I highly doubt it, but I don't know if I'd be, I don't know if I'd think that was cool, or if I'd be, I'd probably be very creeped out in the moment, but, uh, after the fact, uh, I'd be getting a hold of Pat, and I'd be like, dude, listen.
1: <laughs> uh yeah. And it's like, hey, the, the government's always watching. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's something, <laughs> that's something, per- oh. uh, I- ever man there's a they have a great episode (laughs) on astonishing legends which is um an interview with uh i forget his name but he's got like you know he was uh in the air force uh he was like attorney general of hawaii or something like that and he you know held a lot of high government positions And the dude just has phenomenal like UFO stories like one about like the Air Force trying to cover shit up about like them trying to silence him and it it's nutty uh, I'll um I'll try to put it in the show notes um, I'll have to go back and find which one it was but it's definitely worth a listen to especially you know if you're more into aliens and stuff and that's something I'm gonna talk about later uh, but now we're gonna get into a little bit of what we plan on doing with this podcast. Uh, like, you know, topics we plan to explore, how we plan on going about all this. um, And, you know, this is our first episode, uh, so this is just like an idea. Um, nothing we say <laughs> probably should be set in stone. Uh, because you know we're like I said, like I've said multiple times, we're just starting this out uh, we don't know how it's gonna go, we don't know what's gonna happen, We'll adjust along the way, you know, as people do with this type of stuff um but I'm pretty sure Pat and I've agreed, like, as far as topics wise uh we plan on at least initially, um and initially could mean, you know, like for the next you know, hopefully this podcast lasts like, you know, but for the next like two years or so. Um or beyond that. Uh we plan on sticking to what we know. And what we know is Kentucky uh Kentucky myths, Kentucky legends, Kentucky lore. Um and you know and that also extends more to the tri state area. Because, uh, like I said before, Pat and I aren't very far away from Point Pleasant. That's why I think we both are so interested in, like, the Mothman. Um, Most definitely. Yeah, and, like, you know, we're not, we're actually pretty centrally located for a lot of phenomena uh, as far as, like, you know, very haunted locations. Um, and I say centralized. I mean, like, you know, Waverly is, like, three hours away in Louisville. Like, that's not too bad. Uh but yeah, so like we plan on sticking to what we know at first. Uh, but we were talking before the podcast and we also we want to stick to what we know, but we also don't want to I guess alienate other areas of the country, like if somebody were to get a hold of us and say, you know, I had this experience with something. Let's say I had this Bigfoot experience out in Washington, you know, because there's a lot of Bigfoot sightings out there uh you know we're not going to say well that's that's you know thousands of miles away we're not going to talk about it of course we're going to talk about it because we like that stuff uh so as far as like just stuff me and pat know um we're going to try to stick to our area uh but that doesn't mean we aren't going to branch out that doesn't mean you know like like I said, if you're not from this area, that's fine. If you've got an experience, you want to share something, get a hold of us. Um, we have an email for the podcast. I'll post that in the show notes. It's just in liminality, uh, podcast at gmail.com. Um, but I'll stick it there, so it's fine. Uh, but, yeah, Pat, if there's anything you want to say on, uh, like, kind of what we plan on doing. Go right ahead, buddy. Yeah.
1: And... For me, another thing i like to touch on would be, like, I'm really big into cryptology. So, whether it's the Swamp Beast or um, Dark Eye Children, um, the Jersey Devil, Bermuda Triangle. Um, you know, why is there so many UFO sightings in, you know, Mexico and Southern, so, Southwestern, um, the U.S.? Um, like yeah. Like Kentucky is what we know. You know, born and bred. Um and, and like I said, you know, the tri state area, you know, Tennessee, Ohio, Indiana, uh, West Virginia, Virginia. Um, it's just it's what's close to us and it's what we know because, you know, um it piqued our interest because it's localized. Um but I am definitely open to uh, stories and first hand accounts. Um now with that being said, I don't want to hear, you know, well my cousin's uh uncle's uh best friend yeah. this happened to them. Um you know if it happened to you email us. Set you know let's set up an interview and we'll we'll get you on the show. You know, we'll hear your side. Um now, with that being said, you know if we say something to the extent of, now I don't see this happening, but you know such such, you know, um, like don't get offended if we don't believe what you believe. Um, I mean we are fairly open-minded. Like I said, I believe in just about everything. <laughs> um, I I'm not gonna say I'm gullible, but I've seen enough, I've I've seen enough evidence to where I'm not going to discount it. Um, And I mean, there's a lot of stuff that happens in in just the U.S. alone that we cannot explain. And that's kind of what we want to touch on. Um, You know, maybe if it opens up to you know, this happened in China, and like there's video evidence. Well, guess what? <laughs> We're probably going to touch on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I like. It. I'm excited. This is something I've been wanting to do for probably the last two years. So I'm glad I found the right partner to do it with.
0: Yeah, for sure. And this is, and it's, you know, even before I had my own experience. Um... That's something I always loved is sharing these types of stories with people. You know, even though I like I said, before I had mine I didn't really have anything to share. This stuff I always loved hearing about. Um whether, you know, it's just the allure of the unknown. Because um, that's something that's always uh I don't know, piqued my interest. Uh like it's fine. If you believe that, you know, everything in the world abides by, you know, the laws of physics, all that stuff. And when we die, we die. There's nothing after it. You know, that's fine. I'm 100% okay with people believing in that. Um That being said, me personally, I think that type of belief is boring. <laughs> because, you know, I want there to be more. I You know, um... I don't want this to be it because, you know, life can be pretty shitty. <laughs> and so, uh, I don't want this to be all there is to it. You know, I'm all for a greater mystery. I'm all for, um, you know, stuff that we don't know that, you know, and we may not find out after we die, but at that point it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and, and you're absolutely right. <laughs> and like going back to what Pat said, um, about just this area, Um, there's a lot of, I don't know, I feel like Kentucky, um, gets written off a lot. Um, as far as with a lot of things, you know, um, but uneducated, (laughs) I mean, like, you know, there's the general things we get written off for, but even like, you know, like these type of phenomena that we're going to be touching on, but yet. You know, you have Eastern Kentucky like, you know, we're right up against the Appalachians uh mountains that have been here since god probably forever. Yeah, who knows how long? Like they're older than the Rockies, you know. This this place is old. It is so fucking old and you know, energies and stuff like I firmly believe like energies and stuff, you know, seep into a landscape. Um whether those energies be good or bad, uh, and, and, you know, eastern Kentucky, there's some dark history over there with, um, you know, coal mines, what all went on in coal mines in general. Um, Just and also, you know, that brings up the whole idea of disturbing this very old landscape, you know, consequences of that. And, you know, it could be spun in a way where, you know, we did that in eastern Kentucky and now it's one of the poorest regions in the entire United States. Um, And yeah, there's economic things behind that, um, obviously, but I don't know. I just think, I feel like there's consequences um, that people don't really take into account because not a lot of people believe in this. I don't want to say not a lot. I think more people believe in stuff, in this kind of stuff, than we might realize. Uh, But at the same time, not a lot of people like to talk about it, which is something which is another reason I like doing this podcast, because if these entities exist, especially like talking about like the black eyed kids slash black eyed peoples, UFOs and stuff, a lot of these seem to strike fear into people and people, you know, when we're scared of something, we don't want to talk about it. And I think getting this stuff out in the open, um, helps us come to terms with not only this being a reality, um, but getting a step closer to understanding um, even a fraction, even a shard of it. Um, So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I just feel like this area of the country is just, like, it's old, it's steeped in these legends and lore and everything, and I feel like there's, I feel like we'll end up having a lot more about this area to talk about than people may initially realize, Uh, because, you know, off the top of your head, especially people that are, into this scene you know you got Mothman you got Kelly Hopkinsville uh, the UFO in the 50s or 60s um, not even a UFO but an actual full-on experience with uh, supposed extraterrestrials Um, you know those two immediately jump out to you because they're two of the bigger things that have happened um, as far as you know in this scene in this area Uh, you go a little further south you got the Bell Witch um in Adams, Tennessee. Uh mm-hmm. but you also got to think, you know, we got the Mammoth Cave system in Kentucky, Southern Kentucky. Uh well, I mean, you know, Mammoth Caves is in Southern Kentucky, but the network stretches all the way up to fucking Virginia. Um and and I'm not one to say, you know, oh, there's these underground bases and everything, you know. Do I personally believe that? I don't know. You'll hear me say, I don't know a lot, <laughs> um, but, uh, but you know, there could but be, who are we to discredit? yeah, exactly. Who am I to say, you know, if somebody says, no, I seen them, you know, I'm not going to say, well, you're, you're lying. I'm not going to say that to anybody. Um, right. But and go ahead. <clears throat> just to
1: touch on what you said about the energy in Appalachian. Um, famous quote, uh, from Albert Einstein um he said all energy in the universe is constant and since the energy can't be destroyed it can transform into new energy energy which in form create ghost um, that's something that I've always kind of stuck to mm-hmm. because you know if you die your energy doesn't just dissipate um you know rather if it's you know, going into the atmosphere or you're staying on, you know, on Earth. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like that's why there's a lot of ghosts. Then, but there can also be another dimension to where it's still, you know, part of the, you know, the Earth. But this alternate dimension can be where all the ghosts go and some fade through, you know, in and out. There's so many uh, ideas on the subject and it's crazy. Um, because I mean, I mean, like with um, energy it is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, that's really about it, yeah, yeah. And I
0: mean, then you have the research going on on like in quantum physics and theoretical physics, stuff like that, um, you know, where pretty much almost and I'm gonna say this without sources. I'm gonna try not to do this um very often but I've heard this enough to where I feel comfortable saying it um uh, without having anything firm to back me up. But you know, Stephen Hawking talked about, you know, like multi dim you know, multi dimensions. Um uh there's been work done trying to prove this. Uh so you know, it could very well be, you know, it's not necessarily an afterlife, it's just another facet of reality um and you know and you know some of those may just be parallel to what we're living now but some of those could be much darker than what we are in now you know and that's where we get you know these negative entities Um, and some of them could be you know almost utopian like where you know we get the positive experiences from Um, it doesn't have to be a life and death thing it can just be you know there's millions if not trillions of alternate dimensions out there um where you know humans are at the top of the food chain in this one in another one you know maybe dogs (laughs) evolved to you know be (laughs) like and there's actually something to that with like people seeing um you know like wolfman um stuff that's something they talk about in uh astonishing legends uh, especially yeah, around, like, yeah, like around Louisiana and Mississippi, mm-hmm, and out west, and uh, they do an interview with the author of a book called "Uh Monsters Among Us," where that's a lot of what she talks about. Um, and that's what the episode is titled, just called "Monsters Among Us." If anybody wants to check that out, that's a book I plan on getting. Um, my list of books to get, especially in this area, has steadily been growing over the past couple weeks. Um, but yeah, I mean, so it could be a dimensional thing and it's just something, you know, like we're not on the cusp of getting there, um, of understanding it. And that goes back once again to understanding whether we're meant to or not, whether we can or not, whether, you know, we have the aptitude or the ability to even wrap our heads around what actually is going on on a greater scale. Uh but now i think it's time to get into some of what we've been alluding to um which is our own paranormal experiences um you know the things that have happened to us that have led us you know to this moment in time because i was telling pat earlier and i was like if i hadn't had this happen to me i would probably firmly be a skeptic instead of you know, more like a open minded one. You know, I'd probably be of the camp that nah, this is it, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um Right. So we're gonna get into that a little bit. Um I think I would say given his background, Pat has more to talk about than I do. So I'm gonna let him take lead on this and uh and we'll hear his first.
1: <laughs> yeah, so with me being a paranormal investigator, um, which we do have a YouTube channel. It is Maisel after dark paranormal society.
0: And I, if you ever want to, you know, check out some of our videos, I'll plug that in the show notes as well. Okay. I need to be key. Um, I need to write this down. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> uh, I mean,
1: I've experienced things. From, like I said, you know, ghosts slamming doors and screaming at us, telling us to get out. Um, And some of my videos do show some of those experiences. Um, Like, I started out investigating cemeteries. Um, To some, you know, that's a no-no. But it's a great way to... um, you know, get your feeling, uh getting your feet under you, uh because you know that being said, you know there's always gonna be spirits in graveyards in some shape or fashion, because uh, I mean that's where the body lies um, i every time I've done an investigation at a cemetery, I've always experienced something uh whether if it's you know a spirit demonic, angelic, or if it was just a raccoon, I've experienced it. <laughs> um, so we, I say we, but my uh, paranormal group, uh, we did a um, investigation on a house out in Mazela Kentucky. And, you know, the story behind it was they kept seeing stuff in the basement, feeling stuff, um, constantly being cold throughout the house. You know, it could be middle of summer and no, A, you know, AC on. And it's like, they would get these random cold spots. And the lady that we went to investigate, uh, whenever whenever she's with her husband, uh, her husband would fixate on this one part of the basement to where he would lock himself in and he would, not come out for like hours and what he did in there i don't know she don't know um she always felt like there was something in the house that you know kind of took over and like possessed him Um, uh, i'm not gonna say it was like amyville or anything like that but to some extent um so whenever we've done um uh, this house Uh, The first time, it was just strictly the basement because that's where most of the paranormal experiences were. And just started out with EMF. Um, You know, certain spots it was high, certain spots it was low. Um, We checked all the plugs, wiring, which you should if you're ever doing an investigation. You know, that way you can tell if there's something in the magnetic field. Um, so like in the middle of the room, we were getting pulses. Um, in this one little closet, which was very dark and cold, constantly getting pulses. Um, and the closet door to that, it would shake, um, which we experienced that as well. Um, we've seen stuff in that basement, you know, crawling around on the ground. Um, like out, out of the corner of the eye and stuff like that. And we got a lot of uh EVP on it as well. Um and see we do this thing called the hot seat. Towards the end of the investigation, uh we put a C down in the middle of the room and the other two, you know, recorded me. And I'll send her asking questions, you know, just like you should while you're doing an EVP session. And at the corner of my eye, to my left, by the stairs, I seen a full-body silhouette. Uh, I'm not even going to say silhouette, because I seen the full thing. Long black hair, white dress. It scared the other living shit out of me. Um, like, it took me a hot second to even just turn my head to actually look. Um. I think that was the one time that I've been the most scared. Cause then, whenever I turned, she didn't move, dissipate, or nothing. Um, I, <laughs> I can honestly say it struck fear in me. Um, then after, cause like I was sitting there pointing at, you know, the area from my other investigators and they went over investigated and, it just disappeared. And after that, I think I was done with that location for the night. <laughs> like, that was just some bald shit. Um, I mean, I've got tons of stories. Um, which, Maysville alone has so many old, old buildings. Um. Some that date back to where Maysville was established. And back then, you know, I hate to say it, but slavery was definitely a big thing. And all that negative energy, just like I said, Albert Einstein, energy cannot dissipate. And with that being said, all these old uh, houses, Um, like the Folly House. um, Most of uh, downtown Mesa was haunted in some some shape or fashion. Um, whether if it's from you know the eighteen fifties or hell even twenty ten, I mean it's just it's a hotbed. Um, it's definitely. Something that you know has always piqued my interest, and just like we have the Hayswood Hospital here, mm-hmm. very, very creepy. Oh, Hays, <sighs> I'm not gonna say I've been in there, I'm not gonna say I haven't.
0: I mean, at this point, uh, Hayswood worrying about ghosts and it's worrying about um just unsavory type people, <laughs> like. You know, not so much ghosts as um people going in there the homeless. You know? Well, homeless, um, you know, drug addicts. Yeah. Which
1: I'm supposed to be whenever um they're supposed to be reopening Hayswood as a uh, attraction paranormal attraction Um, and I'm supposed to be in line to have that with my team to you know take people on tours and stuff like that so if that's the case come hang out with us doing a little investigation I'll I'll make it worth your time
0: I mean you don't have to pull my leg (laughs) (laughs) alright uh Uh, you got any more you wanna talk about or?
1: Uh would you wanna do the touch on stories that we've heard?
0: Uh for this one I was just mm-hmm. gonna stick to like us. Personal. Yeah. Okay. Like just stuff we've experienced personally and then Yeah, you know, we can get into that stuff as topics arise. Um, stuff we've heard from you know, from, as Pat said earlier, we don't want to hear, like, my cousin's uncle's sister. Uh, but I feel like it's fair to say, you know, when we've heard first-hand accounts from people, uh, while we won't name the people, obviously, uh, just because, you know, we don't... I don't I don't feel like we should name them. <laughs> you know, say, well, so-and-so yeah. told me this, you know, like, but... I feel like if we tell a story, you know, we believe it's from a reputable source, uh whether that's somebody we know personally, um, or you know, what have you. Um but yeah, uh I guess I'll launch into mine. Um like I said, I was always interested in this stuff uh growing up. Um and around middle school, uh me and my family um i was raised basically um baptist uh the denominations actually a mixture of like a bunch of different denominations but i've always just considered a baptist for the most part um and we would my family uh, we'd often go camping with our pastor at the time and me and his daughter and i um would usually bring friends along and we'd stay up late um, around the campfire um well, she had all she was chock full of these kinds of stories uh because you know she said she saw stuff her mom saw stuff and all that stuff and i was like you know and it always interested me um and then i'm pretty sure it was the summer between it was either the summer between my eighth and ninth grade year in school or my ninth and tenth it was one of those Uh, I'm not exactly sure which, but my experience is pretty well contained into that summer. Um, I haven't really experienced anything of this type since then. I feel like I've experienced other stuff. Um, But like this stuff sticks out like a sore thumb in my mind. Uh, So that's some background. Another bit of background is the house I lived in growing up uh, is, you know, it was built ground up. Nobody lived in it before my family. Um, You know, it was on land that my great-grandpa owned uh, before that. You know, other people owned it, obviously. But, like, there's no reason for me to have any kind of experience in this house. As far as, like, typical hauntings go, you know. Going back to that talk about energy, um, a lot of hauntings are in old places, like Patrick was talking about in... I don't want to say a lot, but, you know, like, the more famous ones, the more that you hear of more often. Uh, Other in places where, like, negative, I don't even say, you know, like, negative energy. A lot of, there's a big connotation with hauntings, negative energy. But, like, I think that, you know, where energy is just compounded and compounded with uh, people living there. And, I, like I said, I say all that to say I feel like there's no reason for my house to have any anything like that, uh Patrick, were you gonna say
1: something? Well, I, I was gonna say with like you know the longer a place has been um it has more of an opportunity to collect energy, yeah, um, and the older the story is, you know the more people are gonna know about it, mm-hmm. you know it's gonna be passed on you know from family member to family member, yeah, um everything that I will say on this story um it's whether going to be a first-hand account or someone that like you said um that i seem credible Mm
0: -hmm. uh
1: i'm not gonna say well so-and-so told me this you know and try to make a story out of it no yeah Uh, yeah that's not how you should do it i mean it's not journalism Mm -hmm. um there's no truth. There's no facts behind it. Um, but that was just... That was all I untouchable. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, but yeah, so like... Based off what Pat and I said... And how I thought this stuff worked... For the longest time... Uh, there's no reason for it. Like I'm older than the house I'm in right now. Because <laughs> uh, I think... I finished building it when I was like three. Um. So... Say all that to say started and it's it's weird because i can pin i don't have a great memory period but i can recall these events like you know they happened last month instead of lord that would have been over it would have been over 10 years ago at this point uh yeah so and i'll set up the house um as far as layout goes so when you walk in to the house you're in the basement um which is where my room was from like when I was 11 or 12 on, uh, you go up a set of stairs, you're in like the main living area. There's the living room, dining room, kitchen. We had a computer room, which will come into play, Uh bathroom, obviously. Uh, then there's another set of stairs, um, which is, well, which was my sister's room at the time and my parents' room, the master bedrooms up there. And the room my sister was in is the room that I was in until I moved to the basement. And okay, so that sets everything up. So one day I got home. It was after school. And I went into my room to take a nap or something. I was the only one in the house. Uh, my mom and sister were not home. Uh, my dad was down at our neighbor's, my aunt's house, and he was mowing um laid down on my bed still had the lights on uh in my bed at the time it was it was like bunk beds uh but the bottom one instead of like being stacked you know the same way like the bottom bunk was perpendicular to the top one so it like stuck up in there a little bit um where like i couldn't see the door if i were laying all the way back in my bed which also comes into play later uh so i just laid down on my bed um like i said i was either going to take a nap or i was just resting my eyes or something for a minute uh before i got up to do something else and um i heard my name clear as day whispered in my ear just plain as day it was like if if patrick said my name right now it was it was like that i got up i looked around obviously nobody's in my room i went out to check see if my dad was anywhere close still in my ass mom and sister still weren't home um so i was like well that's weird um i'm still going to take a nap but you know <laughs> that creeped me out a little bit uh, then stuff so starts to escalate a little bit um i would often it was summer so you know we were out of school uh, and our computer room the way it's situated upstairs is um, you get there you gotta walk through the living room, dining room and kitchen to get to it. And you know, these were back in the MySpace, uh, MSN days, so I'd stay on the computer pretty late talking to friends, you know, but not. Um you know, to like one AM, you know, it was dark, everybody else was asleep. Uh and I turned the light off in that room and I turned in the hallway, um, like you know walk back to the stairs to go down to my room and i saw like a shadow figure like you know just the outline of something look it looked humanoid it looked like a person um so me being the silhouette yeah silhouette um me being the brave 13 14 year old i was i just stuck my arm out and kind of waved it around i was in my head, I was like, well, if, it, if I touch something, at least I know it's a person and I can scream. Um, and as I waved my arm around, it just kind of dissipated. I was like, that's another odd thing. Um, but, you know, I was trying to rationalize this in my head because, you know, I, I was young. Um, my parents weren't, still really aren't. Uh, of the disposition to believe this kind of stuff <laughs> uh so um and once again things escalated uh that same walk from the computer room to the stairs from there on out i'd feel like somebody was watching me um you know I'd just get an eerie feeling uh uh one time i looked up to where i thought some, you know, like, cause the only place somebody could be watching me from that I couldn't see would be upstairs because there's like a banister. It's not like enclosed or anything. There's a banister where you can see the doors to each bedroom. Uh, I looked upstairs and, um, I don't know if it was a reflection. I don't know if it really was this, uh, but it looked like I saw a pair of red eyes. Um, and so at this point, I'm fully freaked out. Uh, cause like I said, this stuff just keeps happening, keeps escalating. Uh, my like I said, my room was in the basement. Uh, he got to where I could hear footsteps upstairs throughout the night. Um, knowing my parents weren't up, knowing my my sister was very young at the time, uh, knowing she wasn't up, I'd hear footsteps. Um. Uh, but the eeriest thing of all was I'd be in my room, and uh, door shut, um, laying in bed, lights off and uh you know how you can feel um like a presence like if somebody if you're in a room by yourself you know how you can kind of feel when somebody else walks in there even if you're not looking like you can just feel like somebody walks in um i would get that feeling consistently every night um door wouldn't open nothing would open it was just it would come in my room i'd be petrified i would not look anywhere near my door um just you know, I was scared to death as a as a young kid. Um and you know, I was just like, Well, this is my life now. I don't know what this is, but <laughs> but I was like, you know, maybe it's an after effect of puberty, I don't know. Uh but then I go camping one weekend. And I hadn't told anybody really up to this point what was going on um i'd kept it to myself pretty much uh but it came time to you know we were staying up late we were swapping stories and i finally I was like you know what i'm gonna get some perspective on this so i told told my friend and uh and i never felt unsafe while camping because like when we camped it was at a campground like <laughs> it's not like we were going into now we had campers and everything was at carter caves and carter county um you know i had no reason to ever feel unsafe or scared that night after i told that i just felt like i felt like i'd fucked up like like you know just telling somebody i was like oh my god like now whatever this is it's it's pissed uh that night as i laid in bed trying my best to go to sleep um i could hear something fiddling with the uh Door handle to the camper. And this was like 2 or 3 a.m. You know. Like it wasn't some drunk guy. um Trying to get in the wrong camper or anything. It was. It was like this thing was toying with me. Or you know. That's what I thought. So I was like. Okay. Whatever. So I finally got tired enough. To where I just fell asleep. Uh The next day. My friend comes up to me. And she says. uh, This Tyler. um, My mom wants to talk to you. And I was like. This is weird. Like. This is she never wanted to talk to me before, uh, so I go into their camper and she sits me down. and She said, "said Do you want to know what I'm about to tell you?" And I was like, well, "Yeah, like like why all this mystery, you know?" <clears throat> so she told me she was like, "Well, she said you have three demons attached to you, and the two." Um stay under your sister's bed in her room, which like I said used to be my room growing up. Um and also this woman has never been to our house before. Not once. And she described the exact layout of my sister's room as it was at the time. Uh and she said and the third one actually follows you around. She said it's stronger than the other two and it actually follows you. Um and sticks with you. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, are you serious? <laughs> like what the fuck did I do? <laughs> and uh and so yeah, and like and like I said, since that summer, um like what we did at church, because um, like I said, I grew up Baptist and I was big in church until probably about my junior year in high school. Uh but then, you know, they um anointed a cloth with some blessed oil. And, uh, I kept that on me, like, religiously for that whole summer. Like, I didn't have pockets, I'd stick it in my hat, you know, everything. Um, (laughs) and things just kind of died down, uh, from that point on. And, uh, I remember the day I lost that cloth, because I'd been riding, um, ATV four-wheelers. And, um, I guess it just fell out at some point, but, um, even after that, nothing really happened. Um... So, like, like I said, that my whole experience, at least that experience was condensed into a few months um now, here lately, and you know i've I still haven't told a lot of people about this. I've told Pat obviously anybody that listens to this I've told um, but as far as you know those people that I've told opened up to about this personally, like it's probably been it's less than 10 people overall. Uh, and the weird thing is my sister called me a few months ago when I was living somewhere else and, uh, she said, bub, um, have you, did you ever experience anything weird, uh, when you lived in the basement? <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, no. I was like, is No, 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 no. <laughs> But I told her, I was like, uh, I said, have I never told you, like, what all actually happened to me down there? And she was like, no. Uh, So I told her, and turns out she's had some experiences of her own. Uh, So, so yeah, so I don't know what this is. Like I said, I'm no longer, I no longer consider myself a Christian. Um, I'm more agnostic. Uh, Do I believe evil things are out there? Yeah. Uh, But I also believe good things are out there. Um, But yeah, that's like my... That's the reason I'm an open skeptic. Because I've experienced other stuff. That other stuff that I feel like can be chalked up to coincidence or something else. Uh, Like, when I was in college, I will not watch scary movies. That's something I've always been dead against um i'll read scary books i'll read horror books i love horror books actually like i enjoy reading them um i also won't play scary games (laughs) uh but like you know listening to horror podcasts uh, reading books so long as i'm not visually (laughs) seeing something you know and i can just (laughs) conjure it up my head uh like i won't watch it uh but in college, um, my girlfriend at the time and a bunch of my friends wanted to go watch *The Conjuring* at the Dollar Theater uh, in Lexington, Kentucky. And I was like, "I was like, well, y'all can go have fun. Like, I'll chill at the house. You know, y'all do you." I got dragged along. I stared at the seat in front of me for uh, pretty much every bit of the movie. Uh, we get home that night, and th- and a big reason I'm afraid of. <laughs> I'm not really afraid of it, but the reason I don't like doing that is because, you know, I believe, you know, that shit can come home with you. Like, that's something I'm not okay with. Uh, So, after we watched The Conjuring, we were sleeping, and once again, this was a house that was built. Um, I was the first person living in this house in Lace, and me and my three other um, housemates, uh, we were... He and my girlfriend were sleeping. She requested we sleep with the lamp on because we just watched The Conjuring. I wasn't 100% against that, so I was like, yeah, whatever. Uh, about 3 o'clock in the morning, um, I heard this bang in the bathroom. I was, in the witch an hour? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, what in the world? <laughs> I was hoping to just go in there and see like my shampoo fell or something. Uh, but the light, one of the lights above my sink had fell. And when I say the light fell, I mean just the glass. Um, everything else was still screwed in. Um, like, you know, all the metal parts were still in the socket. Uh, but the glass part of the bulb, of only one bulb, had fell. And I lived in that house for three years. Yeah, three, three years and some change. Um... And that was, like, you know, nothing else happened like that to anybody. Um, and I feel, and this one's just kind of a funny toss away, and I feel like some nights there's an inordinate amount of streetlights that go off when I drive underneath them, <laughs> if that makes sense. Same. Okay, I didn't know if it was, but, like, you know, but I also feel like that could be one of those things where, there's just some faulty streetlights, you know what I mean? Oops. Uh instead of the dark presence that's following you. Oh God, don't do that. I drive too many back roads for to be thinking that. Uh but yeah, I mean like up to this point in my life, uh, like I said, that one summer was the main brunt of my experiences. Like I said, I've felt stuff here and there. I've had creepy feelings, you know, stuff like that, but as far as dead on I experienced something I can't explain Um Is that summer Uh Which like would have been 2008 2007 2008 Somewhere around in there So yeah So Like I said That's what Opened me up to Being Not a Super skeptic But more like an open one Go ahead Pat Yeah And uh
1: touch on what you said like whenever you open up about your experiences and stuff like that it, you're putting it out in the universe mm-hmm. for it to be real um whenever you do that you're giving said being more power
0: um let me just take back always... everything i just said
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean you've already talked about it i mean yeah it's nothing
0: that that's Um, the thing like i'm i say this with trepidation uh i'm open to experiencing stuff you know um like i said whether it's demons whether it's just these entities from another dimension that feed on fear i don't know um but now that i'm older uh i still get spooked you know i'm 28 years old uh But now I have my dogs. I have two dogs. (laughs) So like, you know, they kind of, if they get, if they get riled up over something. That's another thing that happened not too long ago. Um, I got a Pitbull boxer mix. Uh, His name's Lupin. And at my old house, he'd always, there was windows that went all the way down to the floor by the door. And he would always look out him, and like if somebody was there, he, he's a big puppy dog, but he'd growl until somebody came inside and then, he you know, be all happy. Uh, but, um, he looked out the window and growled, and I thought it was just my sister stopping by, because, you know, when I lived there, she'd stop by every once in a while. Uh, I heard a car door shut, everything, and, um, I waited and waited and waited, and he acted like somebody was walking up the steps. You know he was getting more excited. I waited and waited till you know that she should have been at the door um and uh I went and looked out. absolutely nobody was there. I was like and it was it was uh night, night time, so I was like, mm, yeah, uh, it's time to draw the curtain on this thing <laughs> so but yeah, like, like I said, that one's my main experience, but like I've had other other stuff that in the moment was creepy, but I think could be chalked up some else. Like, you know, maybe he saw an animal, because he would do, if he saw a rabbit or a squirrel or a raccoon or a possum or whatever, a stick that blew in the, or a leaf that blew in the wind and <laughs> do the same thing. So, you know, it could have been something like that, but I don't know, that time felt different, if that makes sense, like... I don't know. I feel like when strangeness is afoot, um I know that sounds weird to phrase it that way. Um, but I firmly believe, you know, there's a feeling you get whether it's the hair on the back of your neck standing up, whether it's a gut feeling or something. Um or just a feeling of something strange is going on, you know. I feel like that accompanies a lot of this. Um and I feel like that can help Differentiate between when something's a coincidence versus when it isn't.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you. Uh, I'm trying to remember what this road was called. I could be totally wrong. Um, there's a road. I want to say is between Millersburg and Cynthia, And there's a covered bridge on said Road, which seems like every covered bridge that I've ever <laughs> went around or anything like that, it's always haunted. Okay, Colville. That's what I thought it was. Um, Colville covered bridge. Um, we did a small investigation there. As soon as we started, we would hear random noises, um uh, uh, constantly hear coyotes and wolves, uh, stuff under the bridge, stuff in the weeds like right beside the bridge. Mm-hmm. Um like we would investigate it and there was nothing there. Um we have a friend that is a um psychic um she called my buddy, and she's like, "I know where you're at. Get the hell out of there." Um, there's a lot of lore, like, skinwalkers, like we talked about. Um, but like, so, from what I've read, skinwalkers come from Native Americans.
0: Uh. Mostly, like, I know a lot of it, a lot of Skinwalker lore comes from, like, the, I think, the Diné and the Navajo tribes further out west. But, like I said, I mean, Native Americans were in this area uh, for a long time. Um, right. Where I'm from, I'm in Lewis County, uh, just across the river, you know, you have Shawnee State. There was a Shawnee tribe. Um, there were Cherokees around here. Um, I know a lot of people. Uh, my family included, you know, we have Cherokee blood. Um, isn't really Same. a good thing, uh, because it probably involves some four stacks, but that's another thing. But, uh, but yeah, so go ahead. I just wanted to make a note of that real quick. <laughs> um, like she would, like she called and
1: she's like, you have three skinwalkers watching you from the, mountainside above you and like whenever she says mountainside it's probably like a hundred foot cliff Yeah, and it's pitch black you can't see up there we tried to record it it might have went up half halfway up it and like there was nothing to explain all these noises that we were hearing Mm -hmm. and it, some of them actually sound like, uh, you know, like how the Indians would call. Or I should say Native Americans. Apologize. Um, so, I mean, that's another experience that really touched on me. I mean, for granted, whenever I go to these outside locations like this, I've always got a gun on me. Because mm-hmm. you, you never know if coyote or something's going to come up and try to attack you. Yeah. Uh, me and another investigator we were loaded, locked and loaded <laughs> um, so one of my uh, fellow investigators, he was on the opposite side of the bridge which this bridge was probably every bit of 30-40 feet long and whenever he was walking back towards us and I had my light on him I seen shadow figures like running side to side from the edges of the bridge. Which if you can, like spirits and stuff are not supposed to yeah, cross, cross flowing yeah, flowing water. So that's kind of why I believed it was you know skinwalkers. Because it's technically not a spirit. Yeah. Um and that's all for Colville. Um That's all. But <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but with all of my paranormal experiences and stuff, um with doing what I do, um I know I've brought so much negativity home with me because of it. Um because spirits latch on. Mm-hmm. And my house is freshly remodeled. Uh, just like you said, when my parents built this house, um, I was laying in bed with my dog and I would see my bathroom door just swinging back and forth. And if it was, you know, just a fan, it wouldn't swing back and forth, it would, you know, just shut. Yeah. Uh, my dog perked up, you know, high alert, started growling, and I was like, oh. (laughs) Fuck me! <laughs> Time to get this bitch blessed. Um, I mean, it's just a little touch on with some of the side effects of what I do. Yeah,
0: like I said, I've well, I haven't done any investigations thing. I've always been more open to having those types of experiences. Um. Mainly just because, you know, I want that first-hand account. Whether that's, you know, the journalistic background coming out, whether that's just me wanting to know. Um, Who knows? Uh, But, you know, that's... I've come to terms with that. Like, if I'm going to do this, like, even this podcast, you know, I feel like that's going to invite some strangeness, some weirdness, uh... Into my life um, and you know we'll see how it goes <laughs> like, uh, you know this is one of those things where you know I'll consider that before um, starting this uh, because like you just said Pat that's one thing that I feel like is a constant with stuff you hear about this Um, is that you know if you talk about this stuff um, if you open up about it, uh, you're inviting basically more of it. Um, yeah. So, like I said, I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, like I said earlier, you know, um, maybe if we get, start sleeping with a camera on, <laughs> I I, th- I think that's a thing, man. I think if if these things exist, I think that they fuck with technology. Um, whether it's just you know an inherent ability of theirs, whether it's just don't play nice with um electromagnetic fields and energy or something because like i mean if you think about it uh like you know all Bigfoots are blurry um you know like just that <laughs> kind of stuff like there just seems to be st- stacks of evidence and like you hear i was listening to um. Some people talk about UFO encounters. This guy said. He said I looked up into the. I just had this feeling. Um, tell me to look up in the sky. And he said, and I saw this like egg shape. Um, um, just, you know, flying around. And he was like, I had no desire. Uh, to take my phone out, take a video. He said, I just you know, like I didn't feel any of that. He's like, if anything, I felt an urge not to. Uh, yeah. So you know, like. I just feel like that's some um, and that's like I'm super hesitant to trust like YouTube videos, um, especially clips, like that's why I don't really watch much um YouTube ghost hunters. Like I mean I've watched, you know, some of y'all's videos and some other local paranormal groups where I know the people. Um, but as far yeah. as like these people I don't know, like, you know, I'm more apt not to watch them Like I watched some creepy videos in October. You know, just because it's October and it feels like everything should be spooky. Uh, but... It's the season. Yeah. But, like, you know, what I watch, it's not like, oh, check this out, this happened. It's more of, here's a video, make your own conclusion. You know, like, it's not telling you one way or another. It's like, this is out there. Um... You know, if you want to dig deeper to see whether it's true, edited, whatnot, you know, that's you. It's like, this guy's like, I'm just showing you. Um, and that's more of the stuff I'm apt to watch. Stuff I can watch and then draw my own conclusion later. Um, that being said, there was some creepy shit on there. <laughs> um, it's like <laughs> Nukem's top whatever. Um, he puts out a bunch of them. But yeah, like, it's there were some spooky videos on there um uh but yeah i mean i feel like that pretty well wraps up our personal experiences for the time being um i feel like you know obviously if this does introduce strangeness more strangeness (coughs) excuse me uh more strangeness into our lives you know we'll obviously i feel like we obviously that's something we have to talk about on here when it comes up if it comes up Um, oh, like I said, we'll, yeah, we'll get to that if it happens. Uh, now we're kind of going into the conclusion of the podcast. Um, uh, for this first episode, um, I think we're we're just wanting to wrap up with kind of some housekeeping stuff. Uh, And like I said earlier, this is all tentative, things can change, things probably will change. Uh, but for now, I mean, our tentative recording or release schedule, we're recording this on a Monday night. Um, I plan to get it up uh, on Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, and we'll try to stick with that, but, you know, life happens. Um, I think. What are you thinking, Pat? Are we want to try to make this a weekly thing or a bi weekly thing? Um, I feel like with us doing research, we may need. That dark week, but also, you know, I'm fine with maybe doing something where we introduce a topic one week and then do research and then like do like a research episode the next week. Like I'm open to that instead of taking like a dark week.
1: Yeah. I mean I'd rather try to do this weekly if possible. Mm-hmm. Um like you said, life happens. Uh with my schedule. I don't know like just like tomorrow. I have an easy day, I work two hours. Yeah. Um And I work early, early mornings, so it makes it very difficult for me to do this at night. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, but with my job, I can do a lot of research as I work. Yeah. Um, So I'm definitely down to try to keep it going weekly. Um, I don't know if we'll be able to do every Monday and Tuesday, but we'll definitely come up with something to where we can put something out once a week. Mm Um. and of course you know editing and all that good stuff yeah um but yeah i mean it um, may come definitely.
0: down to if one of us can't make it one week like we have an interview or like if you can't make it i have somebody that i know would be willing to come on the show and talk or you know if i can't make it you could do the same like just stuff like that um yeah So, yeah. So, like we said, things are tentative right now, especially just starting off. Um, We don't really have a following or (laughs) anything. Hopefully we get one, but, you know, at the moment. Um, So, things are subject to change, definitely. Uh, You know, that being said, um, if you are listening, if you have something you want to share, please send it to our email um, at nliminality.com podcast at gmail.com um also um i don't know how do you feel about people reaching out to us on like facebook and stuff
1: um
0: yeah i mean we can
1: set a page on there
0: okay uh so yeah so that'll be something we get in the works i'll probably work on getting that up in the next week so we'll uh open that up and uh and that may be a good way to get some people listening anyway um, sure, but yeah, if you want to reach out to us for now, the email, like I said, it'll be in the show notes. Um, if you're listening to this and you want to send us something, um, in liminalitypodcast at com. Uh, <clears throat> and as far as all that goes, um, I think what we're hoping for as far as the future goes and our plan for the future goes, uh, you know, I feel like this is something we'll keep up whether we have a following or not, just because like I said, this is something this is the broad umbrella topic of, you know, paranormal strangeness, all that stuff Um, I feel like it's something me and you can go on about for hours um, on end so so like, you know, even if if many people don't listen I can definitely see us Um, just doing this for fun, just keeping it out there, just, you know getting it out there for anybody that would want to listen or anybody that comes across it uh as far as possible topics um for our first actual topical episodes which are you know going to come right after this as far as uh we'll be getting into one of these next week i think we're leaning more towards the mothman uh because i'm currently reading um john keel's mothman prophecies uh which if you've seen the movie uh the book actually has a lot more. Um it really shows that there was a lot more going on in Point Pleasant other than the Mothman sightings. Um Yeah, like the Men in Black and everything. Mm, Men in Black, UFO sightings. Um and everything leading up to um that tragic Silver Bridge collapse. Uh and
1: I was thinking um uh, maybe we wait on the Mothman. Actually okay. and wait for our trip to where we can kinda, you know, get pictures and do actual recordings there. Yeah. Uh, you know, check out the TNT uh test area. Um that way we have like I've been there. Um I know you haven't. Mm-hmm. So this way you can get your own filling for and meet some of the locals. Some of the best people you ever meet, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I feel like a lot of
0: people in this area. I consider Point yeah. Pleasant this area. Like I said, it's an hour and a half away, and it's, you know. But, yeah, like, um, and I'm fine with that. Um, well, in that case, uh, the other possible topic, and once again, this is subject to change. Pat and I could get together and get to talking and change it all together. But as of right now, um, I agree, you know, waiting on Mothman until we actually can go. Hopefully, tentative or tentative dates in July, um, once I get some finance, financial situation straightened down, have a bit of disposable income. Um, Pat and I plan on going up there, uh, and, you know, poking, I don't want to say poking around like we're trying, like we're absolutely no good, but like, you know, just like I said, I've never been up there. It's a place I've always wanted to go. Um, and now I'm in a situation to where within, you know, a bit of time I'll actually be able to. Uh, yeah. so like I said the other topic we had kind of brainstormed about was the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter, um extraterrestrial UFO encounter uh that happened, like I said, in the fifties or sixties. Um which is it's one of the best It's one of the most well-documented and, um, I guess you can say, credible uh, UFO experiences just due to the amount of witnesses um, in, you know, UFO history, I guess. Uh, And it happened in western Kentucky in um, uh, Kelly Hopkinsville. And uh, actually...
1: Well it's actually near kelly and hopkinsville they're two separate locations yeah christian county yeah
0: It's like it's just referred to as kelly hopkinsville because kelly's like this small place in christian county and more people are familiar with hopkinsville it's like when people ask me where i'm from i say you know i'm about 45 miles away from ashland (laughs) you know give people a point of reference um but yeah, so that's something like I said, that's subject to change. Um we have some other stuff on our radar, obviously. Uh but yeah, I mean the Kelly Hopkinsville is interesting. Um I actually watched a documentary uh that started off with the Kelly Hopkinsville connection, and then went way, way off. Um but uh but yeah these um it's called hellier if anybody wants to check it out it's excellent um i loved it uh it's on youtube for free if you look up planet weird um the first season's five episodes the second one's ten episodes uh it's basically just these investigators from a husband and wife from cincinnati uh greg newkirk and his wife dana um they pair up with these guys, uh, I want to say, from Colorado. They investigate the Stanley Hotel. Uh, you know, like Shining Stanley Hotel.
1: Yeah. Uh which I plan on going there?
0: Oh, that would be... Yeah, I'd like to go there eventually. Um, but they team up. Uh, they start off the investigation in a place called Hellier, Kentucky, which is in Pike County. Um, And then that leads them actually they make a stop in ashland uh um and that's a little bit about injured cold which was neat uh then eventually they make their way to somerset kentucky which uh there's just a whole lot to unpack there but if you're listening and you're interested in this this type of stuff i highly recommend hellier it's it consumed my life for a couple days uh and i'm still thinking about it days later um but yeah, it kind of ties into this Kelly Hopkinsville. And a neat bit of trivia. Did you know you know the Pokemon Sableye? Yeah. Uh it is actually based on the description of the Kelly Hopkinsville Goblins. Yeah. It's one of the only Pokemon based on a piece of American lore. And they I heard that in the Astonishing Legends podcast So I'll have to dig through that And find the actual source to back that up (laughs) But yeah But they actually I know they have it in their show notes So it's just a matter of Find which one was Yeah I'll actually probably have that in the show notes for if we do the Kelly Hopkins encounter, so I'll just consider that part of my research,
1: yeah, well, I think that sums up this week,
0: yeah I think that pretty well concludes um this week's episode our first episode um yeah, uh, if you're listening. We're glad to have you. Glad you stuck around and listened to us for this long. Um, babbling. Yeah. Which I mean, <laughs> I feel like that's what a lot of this is. Um, in the future, you know, we'll be more researched and stuff and there'll probably be some more structure. Uh, but for now we just kind of had a loose scripts, uh, that we followed. Uh, but yeah, we appreciate you listening. Um, hope you come back for future episodes. Uh, Like I have mentioned a few times, if you have an experience um, that you want to tell us, uh, send it to our Gmail. Um, Hopefully, we'll have a Facebook set up before long. Uh, But, yeah, we look forward to hearing from you all. Uh, Thanks for sticking around. And, Pat, is there anything else you want to say? Stay haunted. Stay haunted. All right. We'll see you all next time.